Well, hello there. It's the Bottled Soccer Talk podcast yet again. And it's, uh, I'm Nestor, this is Henry, and it's two guys, two mics, two pints, coming right back at you uh, for episode number 77. And uh, all I've got to say starting off the episode is, wait, it's uh, January uh, 12th, is it? Yes, yeah, 12th. Yes, sir. A la Madrid y nada más. There you go. Vamos. Six wins, El Clásico on the trot, and... I'm bricked. <laughs> you already know. I can't get. I'll never get sick of this feeling. And uh, I know it's like a. I know it was a good game, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was competitive. Uh, I mean, Barcelona might be coming back uh, eventually, maybe in a year or so. But they're showing signs of life, but not quite there. Yeah, they're flailing their arms. Uh, but uh, yeah, before we get into that, man, how you doing? <laughs> feeling all right. Yeah, doing good, man. Um, you know, a little depleted in terms of uh, soccer. You know, it's not. I mean, the game's on. Not all of them are very appetizing. Winter breaks, cup breaks, cup um, breaks. Yeah, you know, Afcon just started. Afcon uh, this players week. out, COVID list. You know, yeah, the whole lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be an interesting uh, next week or two. Right. Uh, just as players are getting back and injuries and all that. Uh, yeah. We're like we're right at that time where injuries are at a high because, you know, it's midway. But, uh, yeah, we skipped out last week, obviously, because there was some uh, COVID concerns uh, on my part. And uh, thankfully, everything is good. But uh, let's kind of talk about a little bit of what we missed last week. Um, This one's a little more recent, uh, the whole Pepe thing. Right. We we haven't had a chance to really talk about that. Uh, Pepe's confirmed to go to Augsburg. I know there was, like, a lot of talk about him going to... Uh, Wolfsburg and uh, which one was the other one? Uh, I mean, he was rumored to so many clubs. Yeah, yeah, like big and small. And, big uh, and small, yeah, yeah. So I I thought, I mean, I think the move is, is solid. Are there better teams he could have gone to? Sure. Um, and I see both sides of people's arguments on why they like the move and why they don't like it. Ultimately, though, I think it's just the, the main goal was to get out of the U.S., to leave Dallas and, and, and yeah. explore, you know, go on this, embark on this journey that can be valuable for his I, career. I think there's also like the selling point and like the marketing standpoint of, uh, well, uh, as far as the U.S. goes, that he, uh, that he's the highest uh, transfer. Yeah, highest transfer fee. Especially for, for Augsburg, who's never had a transfer that high uh, right. in their history. Um, but besides that... You don't want him to go to a big club because I don't know if he's ready for a big club like Dortmund, Bayern. He was rumored to everybody. Uh, right. You know, you, I think even Real Madrid. And Milan. Milan. Yeah. So I think that step is too big because he's not going to get any playing time. Right. Like right. any any direct uh, playing time or any significant games. It'll probably just be cup matches and even like a, a sub at most, you know? Yeah, yeah. So Augsburg is really going to get him a chance. Even in his first game, like I think his first like 28 or 24 or 48 hours. He was a sub for 30 minutes or so. Right. Yeah, it came out in the second half. Um, I think that's a good sign. You know, it shows yeah, yeah. That, that the club is interested in Fully him. invested. And they have to be because when you spend that yeah. kind of money, you have to justify mil. it. You're mm-hmm. not going to spend that much to have a player on the bench. And I think that um, that reflects and that he says that that's what he was looking for. He was looking for a club that was going to give him the 90, give him a chance to play because it is a World Cup cycle year. Um and he wants to do what he can to show exactly, up. yeah, and and what he can he do will have big implications on on who gets player. picked uh, this this um, winter. Feels strange to stay to say still, but I, I love the move, um, and we'll see how how he develops. 
Obviously, Augsburg uh, don't play like scintillating football. They're struggling in the Bundesliga right now. They yeah, do, that's the know. only downside because there's varying levels of tiers that he could go to, like t- like tiers of teams that right, he can right. go to. And uh, uh, I don't know. Um, they're in a relegation battle. They're not really scoring a whole lot, mm-hmm. and that's because they can't create. Uh, he's an out-and-out striker. He's not a creative midfielder he's not a winger no, no. he's not necessarily going to create a shot he's going to take advantage of half chances and you know maybe have like an odd dribble or pass in the box but or hold up play and stuff like that but you know creativity is a big you know point in, in uh you know showing what you have as a striker and that that's one of the things that kind of have me a little worried for him right is he maybe he's <clears throat> not going to be able to show what he has yeah um I- I thought it was interesting, not to cut you off, but Steve Nichols, for example, he was referencing like, well, it's a bad move because he's going to be chasing players all the time. He's going to be, he's not going to have, he's only maybe going to get two or three chances to score or to develop a scoring move, which I understand. And then he referenced Pulisic and how he got his start at Dortmund. Granted, he was there through the academy for some years, uh, started off as a sub, went, went through and worked with world-class managers. Um, would that have been a solid option for you? Like uh, maybe not even just Dortmund, but a, a club of that caliber with a minutes restriction, but under really good development, good coaches and great players to learn from. So there's that side of it too, that I see. And that's why I say, I see both sides and I, I can see why people make that claim, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's easy to, to, to be impressed by someone that, that can play at that tier of a team, that level of a team and perform right away. Right and take opportunity of those chances, take take uh, advantage of those opportunities. But uh, like I said, I don't know if he's at that level. He's still only nineteen. Yeah. Granted, just, there are other nineteen-year-olds that have shown out. Uh, but you know, no, yeah, no American. It's yeah. not. It's not like. It's not common. You know, not yeah. everyone's gonna be a Holland or Mbappe, or even a fucking. Who, who else is there in that level? Camavinga. Uh, Sure, yeah. Gio Reyna even. I mean, Gio Reyna is a, a special circumstance. He was, yeah, he's probably he was, still the best uh, American player, yeah. prospect. He, he was uh, on the radar very young, too, out of uh, New York City's academy. So, like, yeah. it was a bit of a different road to it. But I'm excited for what's to come for the kid. You know, um, I, I feel like I'm not only am I rooting for him, but I feel like a lot of people are rooting for him from CONCACAF as a whole. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because he also represents the side of Mexico, the side mm-hmm. of Latino America. Yeah, of course, yeah. And he does play with that kind He's of. He's one of us. Yeah, exactly. He's one of the good guys. What's uh? What would be successful for the remaining part of the season for him, um, as far as goals go? As far as goals go, single digits, man. I I don't. You don't have like a, ten goals. I mean, that's for the next four months. Yeah, four months. I. It's just I look at you know considering it's a new system, new league, new team. I would be happy with eight goals. I think that's that would even sur- sur- surprise me, because um. You know, currently they don't have a, a goal scorer who's lighting it up. So if, as long as they have somebody who's, you know, routinely putting them in, maybe like once once a week, once every two weeks, I think that's solid. That's a good start. But um, the real the real sign of how we can do at club level won't be until 2023 for me. This this season is just to train at a high level and get ready for, for what's to come in the winter, you know. In the summer? Oh, well, World Cup. Oh, oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, that's you know, what I'm it, saying. It's it, still weird to get used it's to. It's funny because, like, the pundits, the, the English ones, they're, uh, 
you know, uh, I think it was Hercules Gomez that asked him if uh, he spoke with uh, Burhalter about the move. Yeah. And a lot of the English pundits are like, why? Why? Like, why would you ask him that? Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. The, their mentality on football, because England and like Europe in general is spoiled for talent. Right. Where like the the national team coaches, it's not even on your radar. But for U.S., you know, you want to represent the country, and there's there's a there is a lot of talent now, but. You know, in, in a position like that, you know, I think they're paying special attention. Yeah, everybody feels the pressure in the U.S. camp because they know they have a golden generation in their hands, so they don't want to waste it. So, I mean, it's a valid question, but in in other circumstances, like yeah, people don't get asked that too frequently. That's also because England has a, you know, just a, a very talented bank of players, you know, to choose from. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, as we speak, I, I just checked the uh, leading goal scorer of uh, Augsburg. For this season, it's three. Yeah, so I'm saying like eight would be like magnificent for their standard. Yeah, yeah, eight and a, you know, a few assists maybe, and staying in the top flight. Yeah, well, that's more importantly, right? That's that's a big deal. Um, he made some good runs though. I I saw highlights of the game. I'm not gonna sit there and watch an Augsburg game, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe I should, but uh, there's a highlights where he was making good runs and. He had a couple of good touches. You know, he, he's just got that nose for goal, and he knows where to be when the when the moment uh, is going to happen. Yeah, I think that's uh, where he can capitalize. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I you know I wish well on him, and I mean it's obviously a, a stepping stone, right? <laughs> I mean, no one's hopefully aspiring to uh, stay in Augsburg. Let's hope he's just not another Julian Green or a. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Julian Green is is really the best example. And he was even more hyped, but see, he he took the opposite route. It was, was in a different time, though, for us. Yeah, he went straight straight to Bayern, got loaned out to Hamburg, and then just things just didn't never clicked. But you know that's that's football. Um, another American striker that that is also setting off for Europe, albeit a lesser level. You can say is it um, slightly. Does West Brom beat Augsburg today? Hey, that's a good question. It's hard <laughs> to say, right? I think so. I think so. I think it's a good match. And, yeah. and you know what's funny? They're both very pragmatic at, in terms of where how the how they play in their leagues. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting. It would be a shitty match, but I would <laughs> watch it if it was like Europa Conference, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, Daryl DK, I mean, he's already proven that he can do it in the championship. That's a guy, by the way, who, who went half, mid-season like Pepe did to Barnsley and like was scoring like two, three goals a month for the two, two and a half months he was there. So, I mean... I think if if he can continue on that run, he he has the 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 build to be a a decent you know Premier League player, uh, but obviously technique is the big question. He he doesn't have the technique that Pepe has. So um, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Pepe's positioning is really good. Yeah, yeah, positioning runs nose uh, for goal. So, but you know those are two good moves for the striker um, position for the U.S. Josh Sargent obviously is kind of showing that maybe that move wasn't the right one. Um, Norwich as a whole are just bad. So, well, he wasn't even that great in uh, where was it Wolfsburg? Werder uh, Bremen. I mean, he was he wasn't the best, but he was one of their better attackers. But you know, Werder Bremen as a whole, it's just that's the problem when you join a, a terrible. Yeah, team. exactly. Uh, it's hard to to be a diamond in the rough, you know. Yeah, yeah, and now we're we're seeing him in a similar situation in Norwich. Right. Oh man, couldn't have picked the worst team to join, really. And I thought it was gonna be good, but. You know, we'll see what Dean Smith has in mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that. You know, that's it for the U.S. Oh well, obviously Jonathan Gomez, who's a dual national, he's officially joined uh, Sociedad. But this happened even like weeks prior. He's training with them. Yeah, but he's with the B team, right? 
Um, I, don't I believe think he's with the main team. Are the he's playing some games with the youth team. Uh, I don't think he's officially been in a official match yet. I think he's still working that out. But I mean, he's young. He's a left back uh, from St. Louis, and the kid looks like the real deal, man. He's super talented. Um, yeah, so he, say that'd be. He's just a modern day fullback, you know, and he can get a lot of good assists uh, from that left flank. So um, he's still on the fence on whether who you know he, whether he's going to play for L three for US. So that's a guy to look forward and see where he decides to play. I think if he's looking for PT, I think Mexico is the way. Yeah, Mexico's lacking a right back. Yeah, well, he's a left back, isn't he? Um, because mm. uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, he's, he's a lefty, a left. and so that's that's even bigger. You don't get too many great lefties, you know. Um, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, and he's represented really... both, uh, yeah, both national teams, yeah, on yeah. various levels. Right. Yeah. No, he's Fucker. he's been like on. He's like a pendulum. Like he tries both, and he's never he never gives a a like a very like. It's funny because a lot of these uh, a lot of the, uh, you know, Mexican American players, they, the ones that are like on the fence of either one, they're they're from Texas. Yeah, yeah. Something. Well, dude, Texas is a big soccer uh, state. You yeah, know? I, I, when I go out there, there's courts everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, they have more land, uh, to be fair, but and a lot of the land is flat there. They have, I don't think they have a mountain in Texas that I've seen, maybe a hill. But um, <laughs> you know, yeah, there's a lot of good Texan talent. Can really, you? when it comes to football, it's like L.A. I mean, it's California, Texas, a little bit of Florida, and small portions of the East Coast. Daryl DK is a rare occurrence, Oklahoma native. But I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, not a whole lot there. Yeah, I mean, it, and typically it's areas where there's a lot of immigrant uh, impact, you know, uh, places where there's a lot of Latino um, influence. Influence, yeah. and I, I really enjoyed listening to this small snippet of Eric Winalda talking about how some of the best soccer being played on a non-professional level is in a lot of these uh, complexes and leagues. Like, for example, Witset. You know, there's some talented kids that will never get to play at man, that level. Man, I I played I played with yeah. with decent level players, man. Um it's just about getting that you know, opportunity. I was talking about I I played and there was no one really watching, dude. Because like one you play for a certain division in in high school and stuff and the way they they do uh football. Mm-hmm. It, they look at it like every other sport like basketball, American football, baseball. They look at you through the peewee league, the the uh High school and then varsity and then it's college. Weird. It's weird. You yeah. don't football isn't like that. It's a lot more organic. It's not so structured. And it's not like a, uh, like you're not fully developed at that age. You're not the finished article. And I feel like in a lot of other sports, they expect you to be that then and there. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know the interesting thing is that Daryl DK is he's the example of that coming to fruition. One of the rare occurrences, like he went to high school out there, broke state state records enough for him to get a a, a D one scholarship to Virginia. Balled out there and then from there got selected in the MLS Super Draft by Orlando. And at Orlando, he killed it. And, and so now he's he's venturing off to his unique path. Pepe took a different path. Gio Reyna and Pulisic took their own path. So we're going to see what what path in the grand scheme is really the best way to go about it. And I think I, I love kind of witnessing that, you know. So we'll see how it goes for these guys. Yeah. Quick, quick, another thing on Pepe. Uh, there's rumors about the deal. From Pepe though. Oh yeah, there's like the financials yeah. about it where yeah the funding. Our, our Augsburg is breaking their own record to get this American talent who had some kind of affiliation with Bayern Munich, 
he played with the youth teams or the academy or something like that. Yeah, uh, uh, and also like the the sporting director at Augsburg is a former sporting director from Bayern, so there's ties there. Yeah, so there, there's rumors that uh, that Bayern uh, funded a, a portion of, of that deal. I don't know how much, but it, it's happened before. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's smart investment. It it's was, just but... very. The only thing is it's not transparent, and we'll never know until until we know but do you how do you feel about something like that though do you like because it's it's kind of a de facto loan right yeah like we get dibs on this guy if he turn if he pans out and if not well then we'll cut our losses on you know half or eight million or whatever whatever portion they put yeah um, i mean it's a bit unfair it's a bit unfair for other clubs but it for clubs that that can afford that kind of stuff i mean it's hard to hate on you know but it's just very it, like i said it's not transparent we have no clue of how many players are under those same circumstances, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it, that's it's, that's the thing. It's very murky, but the idea from a business but, but perspective. But we can also like uh, we can also assume if that's the case, we're saying well, we don't know how many players. Uh, we can also assume that a lot of clubs operate that way. Yeah, and and we won't really have an idea of it because so many clubs you would think you think like yeah they have pull right like Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester United, Chelsea, and they have like uh, an ungodly amount of pull and it's like why did the other club choose to sell to him there's mm-hmm. no reason why they would strengthen them or cut them that kind of favor you know what i mean totally totally for, for no other reason than hey you guys scratch our back we'll scratch your back it's smart from from you know the buyer's perspective because it's an investment it's it happens in in everyday business even so it's a tactic that exists and i don't i don't know for how long it, it will be allowed but currently it's being I think explored by a lot of clubs. I feel like, I feel like Liverpool have done that. By the way, I feel like they've they've like if I were to just guess, like they've had they've been in cahoots with Southampton, maybe like you know a lot of the players. Oh, they dip into that cookie jar a lot. Yeah, so I mean, and it can work and it can't sometimes, but I I think it's a it's an interesting tactic. It's like a semi loan type of thing. But yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, you know, considering that it's it's a good step for the player. Um. So beyond that, what other transfers we we talked about the Insignia transfer, right? Um, well, going to Toronto. I don't, remember. I don't think. Well, I think we may have. We you know, may it's have been a while, but yeah, now it's, it's official. Too. You know, now it's like it's official, official. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because there was a an article that came out that said the, I don't know if it was the CEO or like the the sporting director was on transfer market looking at Italian players from the Euros team. Yeah. yeah. Who are out of contract, and he's out of contract at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. When they're gonna uh, be able to get him, or when he he's gonna officially join the team, and uh, you know it's like playing real life uh, football manager. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's interesting how 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 that that resource is explored by actual professionals. Well, it almost lets you know everything you need to know. The only th- info you don't have is like you know the logistics of of how how hard they run, how fast they run, you know things like that. You know, because there's tracking on that these days too. So I mean. Uh, I, I think it's a valuable tool, and I, I thought that was kind of a smart move. Obviously, you would think they have better databases to go by, but, you know. Or their own scouts. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I, I don't know. But he had a clear-cut idea, too. I mean, when you see, uh, like, when you're watching a, a match right now, you're like, I wonder. You know, we're looking at it from, like, a fan's perspective, right? Or, like, a, I would say we're more than casual, but we're looking – if you're looking at it as a profession, you're like, I wonder how much that guy would be. Yeah. You know, and like how feasible it is for us to get him. 
I have ideas like that about players. Like I mentioned Ross Barkley to Galaxy. Like there's players that like they're fringe. Like they're obviously talented. Um, maybe they've had their best they're, days, but they're still good out of enough. their depth and in, in where they want to play. Yeah. So I mean, but to be fair, by the way, I I think Insigne is, is class. Like. No, he's like by far the best. He he's better than Jovinko was when they got him. Right. Yes. Certainly. Like I was looking at his stats the other day, and because they were also talking about Mertens as well, who Insigne and Mertens play very similar, by the way, but they work very well. They've been at the club for a while. Stats are are really good. Insigne's got great stats. You watched the Euros this year. He was one of the main you know catalysts in on their offense. So uh, I mean, it's impressive that that Toronto was able to get that. Now, how well will they work? We'll have to see, you know. But I think he's talented enough to get a half chance and make something out of it. Yeah, he just has a lot of technique, you know. The only oh, the, he's 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 crazy talented. His only knock is that he's little, you know. He might get bullied a bit, but I mean, I think his skills is enough. But to he's get him fast by. enough, and you know, he's got enough uh, trickery to to maneuver that. Yeah, that's sure. the one thing about MLS still that's doing a lot of catching up is their, you know, technical abilities for a lot of the players is. You know, still doing some catch up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a work in progress. Yeah, but um, yeah, that was a cool move. I mean, to to just go south of the border briefly. Um, Orbelin Pineda officially uh, joining Celta Vigo. I thought that was a pretty good move for him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and the interesting part, we we talked about this off the record, but you know, he had to run out his contract to to even have that opportunity. And I think it's a shame that it has to be that way, but. You would think that he could have even done that a few years ago. Yeah, I did some reading on on just I know I've talked about Mexico before and, and like the shadiness of agents and managers and preferential treatment and and the money that's that's generated there. But apparently, a lot of clubs uh, they only work with clients of a specific um, agent. Right. So like your America, I'm only buying players from Mino Raiola. So you're doing him a favor. Who's by the way in bad health? Um. um. I, 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 I respect the guy. Hope he's, hope he recovers. You're, you're playing the smallest violin I've ever seen, man. What's uh, up? <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like saying I'm only buying players from Rock Nation and and that's it. So th- there's a lot of shadiness there. So I think that's one avenue that players can can go by in the future. Maybe sh- sign shorter deals for, I don't know, maybe more money, but. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the at the end of the day, the lower is, is that money, and uh, agents know that clubs are only selling. They're like, hey, if you want to get to America, I'm the only guy that they're selling to. So either you sign with me, five year deal, or you're fucked, bro. Yeah, yeah, I feel like players are slowly starting to sway away from that kind of system now. I feel like more than ever, players are as powerful as they ever have been. Uh, yeah, and some yeah. even represent themselves as as far as they can. Obviously, you're always gonna need a guy to. Work out the kinks to do some management. Like, you know, that, that was like the funny thing about yeah. the whole Harry Kane thing is his brother uh, is his uh, agent, right, right? Who has zero experience with that sort of level, and he probably bottled it because of that. I mean, we yeah, no, that that was the running joke is they that uh, Harry Kane isn't at City because his brother. I mean, if you look at his website, he has an agency, but it's all mm. Harry Kane stuff. <laughs> it's basically like a Harry Kane photo gallery. Yeah, yeah. it's hilarious, but um, yeah, it's it's cool for Orbelin. He fought, he's like even he was part of that team that won the championship I I want to say in 2017 mm-hmm. or was it 18 uh, I don't remember exactly uh but uh he was always rumored to go to Europe to make a big move or or to make the move to Europe mm-hmm. and uh, it never materialized and he goes to Cruz Azul and you know it, all of a sudden it stagnates 
And I think the last year or so, he's raised his level again. And yeah, yeah. he's one of the shoe-ins for the national team. Yeah, I think, yeah, these days especially, he's, I mean, he played a, a large portion of, of the games. Um, you know, obviously, like, with Cheech kind of edging out now, uh, I think he's, it's really in his hands to be, to be a factor. And I think he has the potential. I think, obviously, down the road, you're going to want to demand more out of Laines, out of Macias, Cordoba, who decided to stay in Mexico. I mean, there's there's guys there, but I think the more the players go do this and go to Spain, Netherlands, uh, you know, Italy. Germany. Germany. Because um, those, those leagues have shown that they have the willingness to pick up those players. Right. And it's not a big money move, but it's like you said, it, it can be a stepping stone depending on how the player takes it and how he can, you know. I mean, you know, I look at Weston McKinney, who, by the way, is, I think he's having such a good season, despite Juve kind of being uh, pretty bad. But he used Schalke as a stepping stone, um, more or less. And I think there's a lot of players who can do that from CONCACAF. I mean, like, you know, just off the top of my I head. I mean, you can prove your mettle. Uh, there's, there are obviously players that are quality enough to start in those teams, right. in those leagues. So why not say, hey, fuck it, I'll swallow a year or two in this maybe not not so good team and then if you're obviously one of the gems of that team people notice yeah that's people huge. noticed An- anthony robinson uh at a uh, fulham last season yeah yeah he's, he's on one of the best of players. players yeah uh, he's still there but you know maybe next season i think for sure next season he's you know you know someone's gonna call him up same thing with with this move with pepe i mean if he does good for the next i don't know season season and a half you know that someone's gonna come up, knocking and, and he's gonna be good in in a good better team maybe yeah um yeah I, I that's always my idea but you know money talks i mean how, how can you and i begrudge somebody for accepting you know a three four million dollar deal you know right yeah like a lot of people were were shitting on kiri and trippier i mean not shitting on him but people were saying like there's this guy kind of defending him and most people are just like on talk sport and they're just like well he only joined because of money it's like, well, bro, yeah, everybody's going to go after the money, especially at that point in your career. Yeah, he just had a great season, probably his best season. Yeah. Uh, won, won the league with, with Atletico. You know, if, <laughs> if they got close and he underperformed, that's one thing. But he didn't. He he was a key part of that team. He was yeah. a key part. They won the league, and he's still a good player. He had a great Euros. Yeah. So <laughs> I was thinking, like, he's got to be the only Man City Academy graduate that's won a league title uh, uh, in, in Spain. I was like, man, like, it's crazy to think, you know? Like, an Englishman really went over there. And I know you referenced there's, like, four guys, maybe. There, there's only four English players that have won the league in, in uh, Spain. And right. Kieran Trippier is the only one that didn't do it with uh, Barcelona or Real Madrid. Right. So, I mean, you know, money is a, is a motive, though, no question. But He's I mean, getting paid well, but it's not like he wasn't already. Right, right. And... And he's English, so he wants to go back to England. Exactly, that's that's the thing. <laughs> it's know? like, yeah, it's not a big head scratcher, but people just want to make it like, oh, strictly money, strictly money. And it reminds me of kind of when City first uh, overcame that that takeover, um, which is Newcastle fans have to get used to that. It's he, gonna be a dark cloud it, above them for a while. You and know? he hasn't even really played this season. No, not not a whole lot. Yeah, he's know? been hurt a lot, so I, he's gonna get playing time. He's already played. Uh, he's already started. So. Mm-hmm. That's, did, that's that's nonsense for for someone like Trippier who's got had a great career. Yeah, English people are also saying like how how does this affect his chances of making the national team? Because if you're on a team who you know can get relegated as as it stands, yeah, I wonder how, how, how that are you works. gonna got yeah how are you gonna get called up by Southgate? You know, um, 
Well, uh, Calvin Phillips got a call up before even playing in the Prem. Yeah, yeah. So, I so mean, I it's going it. to be interesting. But, you know, at the same token, you know, England I is mean, so blessed at right back. Too. Yeah, I mean, they have options for days. So, even if he doesn't make it, it's not. I don't think it's necessarily because of that move. Just play good and you'll be good. Mm-hmm. But how good can you play at Newcastle? You know, that's the question. He's featured in a few matches now, or at least one. They they lost in, in the Carabao or, or FA to a lower league side, and people were really on his head. It's like, man, you expected him to just fix the problems first day. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, sometimes, and, and he's going to be a, you know, he's a right back, so. Yeah, it's not They're like, like oh, they scored on, on uh, you know, on Newcastle. You know, oh, you know, it's Trippier's fault. It's like, no, that that play came from the right. Not right. not that I'm saying that the goal came from the right. I'm just yeah, yeah making yeah. a like a, an example, but um it's it's a stupid criticism. <laughs> He's 30, 31. Let, him, let the man make his money. It's not like he went to China. That's what people were saying and then Simon Jordan was like, "Well, China can't even pay their players good anymore." So that's not even a valid point. I was like, ah, you know what we mean, bro. He could have gone to Qatar, you know. He could have gone anywhere. But yeah, yeah, he could have. He could have collected. Yeah, good on him. I think I actually I'm kind of rooting for Newcastle. Uh, I kind of like. I've always kind of liked them, and I think they can maybe escape relegation. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know. Yeah, um, that's an uphill battle. Yeah, I don't know if they actually will. I, I, mean, I don't know. I'm as a, as it math. stands now, I think. Uh, I don't know. They're just in such a deep hole. It would really depend on other teams faltering, which is never out of the question in the Prem. So we'll see. I mean, we're like just past the halfway mark in the season. Still a lot of ball to be played. Yeah, know. but we have a good idea of who's who. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, no, in other Newcastle news, they, they, uh, they're signing Chris Wood, huh? Yeah, I, I think that was... It's a good move. Chris Wood isn't going to light the, the, you know, the, the shop on fire, but... It's it's more like okay now you got Burnley's best goal scorer. I was about to say Burnley just yeah. lost like one third of their goal output. Exactly. Yeah, it's one of those things yeah, where it's gonna... like you're making your opponent weaker. And yeah, and Burnley is in the relegation battle zone. I think as it stands now. Woodsy, yeah. I mean, we'll see how well he does. I mean, shit. I don't know. I, I mean, what are you gonna do with him? There's don't so- they already have um. Uh, Joel Joel Linton, yeah, yeah, but he's not. Uh, I wouldn't say he's like unbent, un- unplayable. He's like you could bench him. Yeah, yeah. Woods is is like up there, but I mean, yeah, they're kind of similar. <laughs> yeah, same level. You just kind of hoping. One, I'd one still put Joel Linton over him. Yeah, not by much, but it's just, yeah, it's yeah. Weird. It's not. It, like, I think they rely more on like guys like Maximin and Almiron to to really stir the the boat. But you know, I mean, steer the boat. I should say. So it's gonna it's gonna be interesting how that pans out. That's such a hilarious goal, the Luke de Jong. Oh, I know. Yeah, it was. It wasn't really fluid. It, like it, 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 it's he got late to the ball and it still bounced to him. Yeah. Um, he scored three goals in a row. Three goals straight. He's been uh better than than Braithwaite for sure. I'm not. Re- I'm not resting my hopes in this guy. But he's been okay. <laughs> they were know? shitting on him for the longest time, and then he just starts producing. But you know, at Sevilla, like he didn't. You know, he was always playing kind of behind in Laziri. But when he would play, he would actually score here and there. You know, so I mean, he's not terrible. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how he pans. Hey, and Laziri, he's had a quiet year. Is he injured? No clue. But yeah, he's had a very quiet. Year. He's a he's Egyptian too, and I didn't, I didn't see any of his name being called up. Huh. Yeah, but as for Concacaf, that pretty much I think as far as I know is 
So most of the guys we have leaving from our region. Um, there's rumors. Where's Moroccan? Yeah, Moroccan. Yeah, there's rumors. Um, a lot of you know, Arsenal-based rumors that are going around as well. Ah, yeah. Arthur yeah. Mello, uh, one of the proposed rumors to join uh, the midfield at from Arsenal. Juve. Yeah, you know, and um, obviously Dusan Blahovic, another Serie A product. So I'm I'm curious to see, you know, I, I Arsenal are playing much better now. They look like themselves. They're headed in the right direction. Yeah, they had that tough beat against the uh, City. Um, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that. Uh, that, I mean, of course, City didn't cheat, but you know, I, I think Arsenal played really good up until the uh, Gabriel uh, sending off. Yeah, it was and, a lot of controversy. Yeah, there there was there was a few controversial plays. On top of that, I like I don't know if I have a problem with with uh, the the Bernardo penalty. Yeah, but that but that uh that Odegaard penalty was was sus. Uh, I would have called it, but uh, I don't know. There's there's weird verbiage for with the uh, with the uh, uh, VAR. <laughs> yeah, no, the the whole uh, clear and obvious thing is like yeah. It's open there's one angle. There's one angle where you can see, like, right? Um, but anyway, uh, beyond that, Arsenal's fucking good right now, and I think I think Arthur Melo makes sense if you kind of rotate him with Granite Shaka. You know, he he's a lot cooler than than Shaka. Shaka's prone to you know mistakes. We we know he's a fucking bonehead, and yeah. uh, you know Arthur Melo, you know, kind of lives up to his name. He is Melo. Yeah, stay so, mellow. So he, you know, he he does tend to disappearing matches, but he's got the technique and the, you know, and the passing ability to. He's really good, man. Like yeah. I actually really was a fan of his when they first signed him. You know, from from the Brazilian league. But this guy is just very patient. You know, uh, very technical. Kind of fizzled out at, at Juve. I I never felt that that move was always a head scratcher for me. Now we know why it happened. There was financial implications and yeah, yeah, yeah. balancing, some, but some some accounting. I'd love to see him get a second shot, and not not only that, but in the best league in the world, at what one of the biggest clubs in in England. I mean, mm-hmm. shit, you know, with with the with the a, a team that's trending up. So I mean, fuck, it's such a breath of fresh air over guys that they used to have like Ceballos and pairing him with know, a. With Thomas Partey and then Ordegard. Uh, Ordegard at the top of that of that triangle. <laughs> yeah, there was also rumors of Tielemans, but I don't see that happening. But that'd be cool too to Arsenal. But I think that's just a bit far fetched now. Yeah, Tielemans is going to fetch a nice price. Yeah, he's uh, he's had such a good season. He, he's going to join Madrid on a free. <laughs> uh, Man, that, that's a tough one. I, I don't I don't really see that happening. I wouldn't mind it. Nah, yeah, he's, I'd like to see that. Cool. Um, I, I, he's the best midfielder that's Belgian. Like after De Bruyne, like once he retires and leaves, like that's every the the you know the what's the call the torch is in his hand really. Yeah, I bet he's a, he's a totally different kind of player. Yeah, I mean not like they have similarities, you know, but uh, I I like his uh, defensive prowess a little bit better, a little bit more athletically gifted. But man, he has a cannon of a shot. I oh, he's that. got such a good shot, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. We'll and I we'll like this players. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so, uh, Arsenal, who else do, are they rumored? Yeah, Arsenal, uh, Dusan Vlahovic. That's that's a significant rumor, and it sounds like Roma's on board, but I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if it'll happen now, but maybe in the future. I think they have to sort out Aubameyang. He, is he, um, he's out of contract, right? That yeah. That's the situation. If Fiorentina's looking to capitalize capitalize and cash in as much as they can yeah because there's only so much you can 
ask for in the winter transfer before before he's a free agent. Uh, so I'm curious to know. But um, kind of sucks for the club. But I think at this point, if I were him, you just got to run it out. If you want the best payday you can get. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, he's still scoring goal. He's like a baby uh, Holland, really. At, at, like at this point. Um, uh, but yeah, that's it for Arsenal. And um, any other significant transfer rumors that we kind of oh, man, you glossed know, over? I'm gonna brush over some next week because I didn't I didn't really uh, write them down this week. But I mean, well, Ferran Torres is a fish. Yeah, that's official now. I mean. You know that that's a hundred percent official. Um, he actually played today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just kind of like raking my brain right now. Oh, uh, El Ghazi joined Everton today. Really? Um, yeah. So I, you know, I think that's good for him. And Everton need all the help they can get. So. Oh, Lucas Digne also. Uh, oh yeah. Everton signed for Aston Villa. Coutinho as well. Oh yeah, they also got Coutinho. That's a pretty significant one. Right. So um, I mean, that's that's good for them on the up and up. I think they're finally spent. They're like, yeah, we're going to have to spend that Grealish money sooner than later, you know? Yeah, they thought they were being cheeky with. You remember that video that came out where we identified three players that catered to Grealish's qualities. qualities. Yeah, Buendia didn't really live up. Ah, oh, dude, yeah. I still and think he's good, but I don't know if, if that team is for him. Yeah, and then uh, they got Ings, who hasn't really panned out. Wow. Yeah, and that move was nice. Did, did, uh, did Donny Alves a little dirty? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The the Aston Villa is like okay. We gotta open up that checkbook yet again. Um, so they got Lucas Digne and uh, Coutinho, uh, which I mean, fuck it, right? Right. I mean, uh, I was talking with my friends about it. Like they're asking me, like they're. I mean, some of my friends think he's gonna kill it. I'm like, man, I wouldn't bank on it. You know, like, Coutinho. Yeah, like. I look at it the same way I looked at the Hamas deal, maybe with a little bit better uh, output. But I mean, I, I, uh, he's just—he's seen better days. He's in his such career. an unknown, though. Yeah, we don't know. Because he's know. still getting a Brazil call-ups. And I don't know if that's favoritism. I don't know if that's like a legacy thing. But he's just, damn. But you know, at change. the same time, I mean, right now Brazil's very rich in wingers, wingers, fullbacks a little bit. Do you consider Coutinho a winger though? I, I don't. I, I don't. don't. Yeah, exactly. I, I consider him more of a central player um, in the midfield. But he comes from the left. He can, yeah, yeah, and it's like and in Spanish, like as we call it, Lasse Mosca, and whoever's on the left wing. Yeah, so, so that's why he didn't mesh well with with uh, Messi. Because there was a time where like that midfield was actually okay. I mean, I'm or, not saying uh, Paulinho was. was great, but he was okay. Oscar, pretty good, and Coutinho existed. So you know, Oscar is also rumored for Barcelona. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> but I mean, like they keep fucking digging into that Brazilian well. Well, they're also just kind of like going after players that were really good in like 2014, 15. <laughs> you know, you're going yeah. after Dani Alves. They're, they're still playing FIFA 15. Yeah, it's like a combo. But that's the way you you manage the checkbook well. You go for really old players that are not gonna. They know. They know who they are. They know They're their not worth. Cause a fuss. And young players who are trying to make a name. So it's like, because you can't go for the guys that are like twenty four through twenty eight playing their best football that are gonna want top dollar. Well, they went for Memphis. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think Memphis. I don't. I mean, and I, maybe I'm wrong in saying this. I don't think he's elite. You know, I just think he's good. But you know, I've been I've been saying it. Yeah, and I've yeah. been saying it. Yeah, but he's a. Um, uh, He's not bad though. He's not bad either. He's just affordable, really. And, and Coleman, I think, had a lot of pull in that deal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but like, I, I think Barcelona are really banking on their youth 
And I don't know. I think Arsenal's youth is better. I I think they're. I, I they're, think there's a few teams where you're looking at their at their youth, right? But like the level that Arsenal have been in are shouldn't be what Barcelona are aspiring to, or and shouldn't be below that. Well, given the, what we know, but they're really they're really just trying to like capture lightning in a bottle again, and and I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, you only will really be able to judge a, an academy or a youth setup or young players if they get the chance to play, and under the right manager. I think Arteta has done a brilliant job, and he's been able to to do that for two years now. Let's say to get you know to to groom Saka, groom uh, Emil Smith Rowe, but you know Barca still are kind of in that does, in infancy. In my, I think. Yeah. Does Xavi survive the lows that Arteta had? Um. Well, it's it's weird because Arteta started on a high, and then did he uh, winning the FA Cup like. Early oh, 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 yeah. I, I mean, you if, said if you want to consider that a high. But, but, like, he was already managing for a good, like, six, eight months by then. Who, uh, Marteta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, like, in terms of where he was on the table, the team he inherited was, uh, you know, disaster. Unai Emery and, and all these other guys weren't able to make an impression. And also, his, you know, it's just his reputation gives him that cushion. Being a pet product, um... Being a former player, I think that those things help, you know. But yeah, that FA Cup really did him a lot of favors. It gave him that honeymoon phase, and now, you know, for much of his time there, he's been hated, he's been, you know, ridiculed. He's but now it's different. He's changed the, the tactics, you know, and it's working out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this, the more he gets players that he wants, the better he'll do. So I mean, and you know, a lot of people say this, but once Pep leaves, like. They're, you know, it'll really even out the Prem a lot, and they're they're <laughs> a team that's gonna really go after it at that point. And you know, well, they're gonna the City's gonna look at a Pep disciple. Oh yeah, no. So it's it's not. I'm not saying City will drop off so much, but I think they'll be much more in the pack. You know, um, you think uh, Pep is gonna be the the next uh, <laughs> Sir Alex? Imagine he's just <laughs> like yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he came became like a sporting director. Mm. But then I think that would, that would create its own set of problems. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, we'll we'll see. I mean, youth is nice to have, but it also re- results in inexperience and inconsistency. More balls. Yeah. Hit them. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Uh, too much. Um. Uh. So yeah, I, I guess that's it for transfers, mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. 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 Um. I, I know this happened a while back and we didn't really get a chance to speak on it because, uh, um, you know, we didn't do the episode last week. But the whole Lukaku thing. Right. Just uh, <laughs> I guess I wanted to get your two cents because uh, he, he did an interview where he spoke uh, way too highly of Inter, mm-hmm. even even uh, referencing coming back. Right. And uh, it turns out that this interview was unprompted. It was even in his own house. And, you know, he's, you know, he always has enter in his heart. And mm-hmm. th- this is all on the heels of him kind of doing shit for Chelsea. And yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say he, he's been shit, but I think he hasn't been his best. You know, obviously he was killing it at Inter. That was a team that was more dependent on him. And the thing about Tuchel, like he really doesn't mind rubbing your nose and stuff. And I'm sure there's maybe a mis- mistakes he's made or something where it gets him subbed off and or not starting. So naturally, I think as a player, those things don't make you happy. I mean, you don't you want to play every game, especially when they spend that kind of money on you. 
so so you know so all that that stuff you have to take into account uh and then when it's italian media asking you questions about inter and just the language barrier there's just certain things that that can be taken out of context but i understand the uproar um because that's not something you want to hear from the club that he just transferred from what gets me is it's so recent too like he was just there last season so i mean um that's problematic but I thought that he could have definitely been used in in the game after those, you know, that report came out. And I thought that Tuchel, I think, has a has an issue with that. He's an ego guy, you know. Like, if there's some disagreement or if there's any type of politics, he doesn't mind taking you out. And I don't think Lukaku's the guy you take out right now. That's one of your better players. If anything. yeah, a lot of a lot of it was also made that you know the game he was he was punished for was the Liverpool match, and that that's. That's got direct implication on 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 the league title. Exactly. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I think I, I'm kind of divided on that one. Nice little turn. Um, Damn, that almost worked. Um, I I'm I'm divided because I do think that that to an extent uh, he did do like a disservice to to Chelsea. And there's actually rumors that he's not a, not even in, in good relationships with uh, some of the players, but mm-hmm. you know, we, we, I mean, we can't comment on that. I know Pulisic; he's he's got a problem with, or Pulisic's got a problem with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I I don't know if he broke any rules really, um, other than doing a, a, a interview without permission. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think if the manager thinks you should get punished for something, regardless of the game, you know you. If if it truly is a punishment, then it can it needs to be served regardless of of the circumstance. Yeah, I mean the timing couldn't have been worse, really. For, yeah, yeah, that's, I that's think that that's what it is. It's the timing. If it's if it's a game against Burnley, no one's really batting an eye. But it's yeah, it's Liverpool, and uh, yeah. I, I don't think Tuchel, Tuchel did the wrong thing. That's yeah. just my opinion. But I I've all, I've always had problems with Tuchel's rotations and and player selections sometimes. Like, regardless of these kind of things, but, you know, you live with the, the consequences. Now they're, they're in good relations or appear to be, you know, he apologized. I didn't think he had to. I, I thought at the end of the well, day. Well, he, he didn't. He spoke ill of the, the manager's uh, uh, tactics. And I think it's valid. I think um, they've, they've been struggling the past month, let's say. You know, they've got some good results, but I think there's, there's, there's some validity to it. It's just like I think as a player, you have to be more press trained, like to know that you, you can't you keep, answer it you fully keep that, honestly. You keep that in the locker room. Yeah, you keep I don't it. know if I don't know if an uh, interview uh, is uh, is the best place to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think if he does the the interview in English with Sky Sports, the, not only are those questions not being posed the way they are, but also like the answers are are much more media trained too. So I, I think like a lot of it goes into the fact that it was done with Italian press. Obviously, they're going to hype up Inter as much, and they're going to give them all the roses and kind of make it sound like everything's bad at Chelsea. So uh, it was just a combination of, of bad things to like make the, the perfect, perfect storm. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think they can move on from it now, um, and I'm sure he learned his lesson now about you know interviews and, and what he says and what he shouldn't say. Tabloid media, though, they, they fucking really, they made it sound much worse than it actually was, in my opinion, you know? Yeah, it was a long ass interview though. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not gonna watch it. I don't understand <laughs> Italian, you know, but I I wish I did, and I'm sure I'd understand some of the intricacies that that happen that that are lost in translation too, you know. 
Um, so yeah, uh, moving on from that, uh, ah, anything else we need to discuss there? Um, you know, a lot of the stuff we talk about today are going to be off the field because there hasn't been as many games, but I think that that really touches on most of what we needed to talk about. Um, there hasn't been really any managerial shuffles, no, not many sackings at the moment. Um, like you said, we know who, who teams are now. We know who, you know, you are who you are and, and we'll see what happens going forward. But yeah, I mean, there's not much in terms of, uh, you know, off the field stuff that I can think of. I know that Real Madrid are in first place. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean. and Oh, well, City too. City, well, yeah, barely. But I mean, ah, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's interesting to it's touch a nine on point City gap. though. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm clowning. But no, but like, I mean, that's. <laughs> that's significant. But <laughs> yeah. they're going through their own COVID you know, issues right now, City, Wardell has been ah, out. Ah, yes, yes. But it's, it's kind of perfect timing, though, to be fair, because they've, all they've had to do is play the Carabao, or sorry, FA Cup. They they made quick work of, of Swindon. Um, Cole Palmer had probably his best game in the City kit. So uh, that's somebody I'm very high on, and I think uh, we'll see how well he does down the road. But, yeah, players are out with COVID, coaches, so, I mean... We'll see. I think if there's a time where City will drop points, it'll be uh, this month for sure. So good news for like you know Liverpool, Chelsea, <laughs> yeah, the lot. But uh, Liverpool's got two of their main players playing in uh, Afcon. Yeah, in Afcon. So, so. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they still got Jota and Firmino, but well, we got Mares. So ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mares is out, and that's pretty much it for them. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I think Liverpool are gonna really hurt, man. Yeah, so they've they've gotten a lot of a uh, a lot of love from from Salah's uh, brilliance this season. Uh, Salah's in the like one of the top players of the year so far. So it's gonna yeah, it's gonna definitely gonna create a, a an impact for them. But that just means everyone else has got us yeah. got to uh, Jota Jota should should really pick up a but, lot. But of But the they're side. really good, right? They're I, really good, so hope, they gotta fucking perform, right? I hope so, but you know that's one team that that unfortunately for them, they their second unit isn't oh, as reinforced as Chelsea's or City's or you know some of these other clubs. So, I'm yeah. I'm gonna say Jota and uh, Oxlade Chamberlain are gonna pick up the slack. Divac Origi, you know, I mean, oh, you're yeah. gonna have to you're gonna have to rely on these guys. They're not terrible. Is uh, Divac Origi stealing? No, no. is he, no, no. <laughs> is is he? I, is he playing in Afcon? I don't know. Oh no, he's Belgian. He's Belgian. Oh really? Yeah, he's Belgian. Oh, ah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, I, he could. He's probably of Congolese descent, as most um, you know, Afro Belgians are. So I mean, yeah, I mean, at Liverpool. We'll see. I think it comes down to the coaching at that point. If you're really a brilliant coach, which I think Klopp is, although he's he's kind of been on the negative end of stuff in terms of his critiques and his you know bit of complaining, but yeah, that'll determine a lot. Um, we'll see. Oh, he's a uh, he can he could have represented Kenya. Oh, it was Kenya. Sheesh. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, he played in the 2014 World Cup. How old is he? Uh, who Divac? Oh, he's 26. Wow. Uh, anyway, got kind of sidetracked there. Um, fuck, I I feel like I feel like there's something that happened, and I'm just totally blanking out something that i um, wanted to talk about but anyway um um before we move on uh i know there's a lot of bullshit going on uh with uh with uh, manchester united mm-hmm. like things were kind of looking like like there's a 
you know, a light at the end of the tunnel with a Ranyuk and it's kind of the same bullshit. Yeah. There's yeah. rumors that Ronaldo wants to leave already. Um, you know, the team's not buying in, they're coddled. And, uh, you know, I think to an extent, you know, some of those reports are, are valid. Yeah. Um, I'm saying like, I said this when, when Ralph was being appointed, like you can't expect him to, to turn the ship. When it's heading in such a fast, you know, direction down, you know, I I think I find it hard to judge him. You got to remember, he's kind of a caretaker. Yeah, but he's also very set in in the way that the team wants to play. He's not going to fall to anyone's demands, and um, he wants to play a very high intensity, uh, pressing ma- uh, game. You yeah, know, and some players maybe aren't bought in, and maybe they're out of position, but. Um, my thing is, is, is even if they went for Conte, um, I guess Pochettino too, to an extent, um, you know, Pep and Klopp, all those guys play a very high intensity game. So if, if we're to believe that these players were just looking for the right manager or like the right system, that's going to very much impose a high intensity style on them. If we're, if we're to believe that that it's just a manager thing, all the top managers are playing very high intensity. So no, yeah, yeah, no. The the play don't get it wrong. Like the players that are employed are not, they're not meant to play in that system. You know, they're not, they're not, they're that's not their strengths. You know, there's great players in the world, but you know they can't do those things, um, and they could still eke out results. But the the real issue is that they don't have the the personnel for the for that. And it's also a teaching, it's a learning curve, you know, that they're going to have to go through, but. There's just players that, uh, they're, they're completely out of form. Uh, I, Marcus Rashford for one. Yeah. He's been misplacing passes or crosses. Uh, it's Green, like, Greenwood has sh- totally shut down. You know, um, one of the biggest areas it would, for me is even the right back position, Juan Basaka. Like say if you're gonna play a high press system and gonna you're gonna need your fullback to invert at times, he's not qualified for that. He's just he's not, not technical enough. He's not able to. So that's that's my point. There's just so many areas there that it's just United are gonna have to invest. They're truth, and I don't know if they're willing to, but that's the truth. <laughs> Even more. Yeah, you know, players. You're gonna have to go for young players, malleable players, players like Pedro Neto, players like that. You know. Um, but you know, I think United are. You can't really expect much out of them this year. It kind of sucks because Ronaldo's, you know, there. He's probably been their only light, and you know, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, Bruno's also gone down a, a level, and he, he used to be not even, even without like a high intensity style. He used to run a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, he's gone. He's gone completely invisible. You can't hear from the guy anymore. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's the situation with United. They, they just, they look dead. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, it sucks, man. I mean, I even feel kind of bad, you know, because they're not even in a competitive sense in the league anymore. So I'm not going to kick them while they're down, but it's, it's a real like tragic fall of a club currently. And, and there's no immediate solution. That's the worst part. There's no, there's nothing that will change that immediately. So. I think right now you just got to ride your luck and hope you can get some results. But yeah, it's about it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, moving on from that, I guess we'll talk uh, league. But uh, I guess we can talk the, the cup, too. The, 
Yeah, I guess we could just go with the teams that have gone through. Um, obviously, today, Chelsea finished up the job with Tottenham. Yeah, they um, played last week. Um, Chelsea beat Tottenham. Uh, was it 2-0? Two, two to or 3-0? 2-0. 2-0. And today, they won 1-0. So, aggregate 3-0. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, Tottenham had a few goals called offside. Yeah. Uh, called off by VAR. But they, they were the right calls and no, no real... Uh, no real debate, and either way, it wouldn't have affected the aggregate, you know. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no point. Um, but anyway, uh, tomorrow uh, Arsenal play Liverpool. That's gonna be a good one. that's a good one. That was postponed too, so they still have two legs. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they have they have a an additional game to play. Yeah. But the final isn't until the sun, like towards the down end of the, the season. yeah down the road yeah. like late like towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And um, well, there was some. Uh, well, that's the Carabao Cup. The mm. FA Cup is... Uh... Oh, it's still in the works right now. There's quite a few teams, but... Um, I guess the most notable absences are Arsenal. They fell to... Um, I want to say Nottingham. Nottingham Forest. And Nottingham's going to now play Leicester, so... You know, my boy Ernie is telling Amokar, he's like, don't worry, bro, we'll avenge you. He's like, fuck, man. It's the magic Not of the Not what I want to hear. Yeah, yeah. He was like, fuck. That's what they say. It's the magic of the cup. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, shit happens. Yeah, I don't know. You can't win every cup. It's it's tougher than people make it out to be. I think. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Key is is the depth. You know, having that depth. Not yeah. every team has it. And and I think uh, the will to I don't know if Arsenal, like Arsenal, see themselves in the semifinal of the Carabao Cup. I don't know if they're all that enthused about trying to make Champions League in the in the Prem. And then also trying to make as far as you can in the in the FA Cup. I know it's, you know, it's I know it's a cup, and you want as much silverware as you can. But mm-hmm. like, how much can you realistically win, and where do you put the attention to? Well, yeah, there's priorities, and like you yeah. said, I so, think finishing high as high as you can in the league is the priority. And then maybe getting the Carabao. Yeah, Carabao is in the works now. You know, I think. I think that's where, you know, that I, they haven't won one in a minute. You know, they won an FA Cup, but, you know, winning an English League Cup, I think it could, you know, give them some it's, good morale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then, obviously, getting to Champions League for the league is, is awesome. Yeah, that's where they belong. And um, let's talk about the upcoming matches for, for, the, for the match week, because uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't want to go to the ones that we missed last week. Right, right. Um, so starting Friday, uh, Brighton plays Crystal Palace. Pretty good game, in terms yeah. of uh, yeah, yeah. Know, level and, and and yeah. And, yeah. Um, uh, if I were to guess, I'll I'll take a draw. Really, two two, pretty even teams. But you know, anything could happen. I'll take Brighton one nil. Uh, oh well, you know, I see. Actually, now that you mention it, yeah, because you know Palace are missing Zaha right now, and you know he's. Him and, and Connor Gallagher are really the guys carrying that team. Edward and Benteke are as well, but those guys, you know, those are the guys. So yeah, I could see that. And then on Saturday, the big boy. Uh, oh, fucking City. hell! Why is it at four thirty? I hate that. <laughs> I, it sucks so much. It's like might as well not sleep. Yeah, I've done that before, but the next day is shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, City versus Chelsea. Yeah. Ah oh, man. You know. It, I can't. It's really a hard one to predict for me, because City aren't at full strength, but neither are Chelsea. Who are City missing? Um, well, 
most notably Pep, right? But I think yeah. he might be back by then. Um, you know, I'd have to see an updated list because there's guys who just came back and are training, they, but they had they were in they health probably, protocols. They probably won't be in like yeah. um, in f- full fit. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I I'll go with City though. I'll go with City to be fair. Maybe like a two nil, two one. Man, I don't know. I I don't really feel comfortable <laughs> picking against City. It's hard to because Chelsea aren't exactly like playing their best football right now. I know, and then that's when teams are like they'll pull off a surprise. And they're also they're also going a bit of their going through a bit of an injury bug, I should say. You know, Chilwell's out for a minute. Yeah, he's out for the rest of the season. Oh yeah. Um And that's really when their kind of like downward spiral started is is Chilwell. <sighs> but uh, I don't know, man. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll take Chelsea 1-0. Fair enough. Lukaku. Well, then City red card or something like that, right? <laughs> or like penalty or uh, something. Ederson fuck up? Yeah. Oh, well, he, to be fair, he's having a pretty good season. This has, for me, been one of his best seasons. But... I don't know. He, he's like, yeah, he's made a few good saves, but he's also had a few cock-ups that he's lucky that teams haven't really capitalized on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he plays a risky style, so that's always, you know, likely to happen, I feel. But yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Damn, Casemiro, take him on a date, why don't you? Yeah. Okay, Pedri, calm down. You're not going to do shit. <laughs> ah. He stands up to him. He's like, bro, I got like 10 feet on you. He's, he's just laughing about it. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I do this. Yeah. You forgot. Yeah, I do this. Man. Oh, that, oh, that's Gavi. Look at this. Look. Get your way. Boink, boink. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> it gets in his face. That's um, like what Fernandinho does, too. It's a Brazilian thing. It's that it's that uh favela talk. Yeah. Uh Burnley versus Leicester. Oh, I'll take Leicester. I'll take Burton. No. Yeah, uh, Leicester. Leicester. Uh, but Korea. Burnley's at home? Uh that's fine. <laughs> they could be at home. They don't have Cornet right now. Uh yeah, I'll take Leicester, man. Too, and you know. Chris Wood is out. Chris Wood is nah, he's not even a, yeah, they're fucked. <laughs> yeah, they're they're gonna have to sign Josh Maja or something. Shit. Uh, what did Ernie call him? The the Netflix Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Oh man. Uh and we gotta have that guy back on soon. Yeah, soon come. probably next week because uh, Lester's gonna put the brakes on uh Burnley there. I hope so. Uh Newcastle versus Watford. Man. New Newcastle versus Watford. I'll take fuck man, Watford are pretty good though. My heart's telling me to go with Newcastle, but I'll take a draw. One I'll go one. I'll go Newcastle. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Anything could really happen in that one. It's one of those that are unpredictable, I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, next match. Uh, Watford played good. They play a nice style now. Yeah, Ranieri's doing wonders. Norwich versus Everton. Uh, I'll take Everton. Uh, one nil. Ah, uh, yeah, but I feel I bad know. for Norwich, but man. I don't, but I, I you know, I don't really. Uh, I don't uh, really have a whole lot of faith in Everton, but. Uh, nah, they're, they're but Norwich. Happy. I don't know. I don't even know if they'd be in the promotion battle in the mm-hmm. championship this season. I don't know. And then um, Wolves versus Southampton. Damn, that's a good match. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll, I'll take Wolves. Same here. I think they're playing. They're in a good run of form. Bodensha, mm-hmm. you know, I got to say, um, he's not, he's not, I'm not saying he's elite or anything, but he's finally mm-hmm. kind of showing signs of life. And, and sometimes that depends on the manager and, and in the role they see you in. Lodge is playing 
he's has them playing really good football. Yeah, it's, I'm it's very actually, impressed with the way they play. It's more. I think it suits their strength more because I, I hate I hated seeing them become just a defensive team that you know wants to sit back. Uh, speaking of wolves, uh, Traoré is rumored to Spurs because it looks like Ndombélé is on his way out. <sighs> Ndombélé. Yeah, I mean, fuck it, man. Get your bread, man. Uh, you're not gonna win much there, but Mm-mm-mm. I'm sure it's a good time. Um, but yeah, uh, I think, uh, I think Wolves, yeah, I'll take Wolves too, but Southampton have been on a pretty decent run of form too. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Hazen Huttle. He's has been playing decent. Yeah. They don't have any losses in their last five matches. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a win. <laughs> but it's still, I mean, yeah, it's, it's worth something. Yeah, for sure. In the prem. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the next match though, Villa. Villa versus United. Steven Gerrard making his return. Didn't they just play? They played in a cup game and, and United won. Yeah, yeah, that's right. McTominay. Yeah, McTominay had the lone goal, but I'll I'll imagine Villa will be much more up for this one. Especially with the reinforcements. Yeah, if they're available. I'll still I still like Villa, but I'll take a draw, like one one. Oh man. You know? I, I just think that they're not that distant in terms of uh, I, I think Villa is going to scratch one back, and given uh, United's uh, just total disarray right now, I, I think uh, I think Villa two nil at home and everything. Sheesh, yeah. yeah, could be, could be. Long range effort by uh, by Coutinho, by the way. Assisted by McGinn. <laughs> sure, yeah, whatever. <laughs> nah, but um, that that's the poor man's a uh, uh, Declan Rice. Yeah, McGinn is he's, he's a he's like for me like he reminds me of like James Milner, but obviously not as good. But, like he's like he's in the midfield, but he can kind of do a little bit. Doesn't he kind of look like Seth MacFarlane? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He he could definitely uh, create a sitcom for sure, something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, next match: Liverpool, Brentford. Oh. With all the absences, Liverpool. Uh, Brentford are are good against big teams. Are they? I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Uh, fair enough. But fuck it, Liverpool. I'll They're at Liverpool. home. I'll take Liverpool. Yeah, one nil. Two uh, nil. Yeah, two two one nil. Yeah, whatever. Get 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 in there. Um, and then West Ham versus Leeds. That's a great. I kind of like that match. I'll take I'll take West Ham though, man. They're they're playing really good right now. Yeah, they are. They're yeah. in good form. I'll take a man. Two one. Two one. Win Three one. West yeah. uh, West Ham. Uh, fuck it. Bowen, Antonio, nice and uh. I don't know. Take your pick. Four nalls. Four nalls. Uh, Suchek. Uh, is it Ben Rama? Ben Rama. Saeed oh no, ben. no. Is is he? Yeah. No, yeah, he's there. He's there. Okay. I don't know if he's in Afcon. I, I like honestly, like he's a he's a North African brother. Yeah, so no, it's hard to tell who's of descent and who's representing like, the European team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And then the big dog, uh, Tottenham versus Arsenal, eight thirty in the morning. Man, I'm going to try to mob out to watch that at the Fox and Hounds, maybe. Nice, nice. If I'm not working. Nice, nice. Um, I'll take uh, uh, Arsenal. I was about to say Spurs. I was going to say, you know I love me some Arsenal, but I think Spurs are taking this one. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Arsenal because they'll have Arteta back by then. Um, It'll be a good game. But, you know, after seeing the performance they gave City, like I just feel like I, I can't. I can't see them giving. Man, they get, they man they played really well against it. You remember the like that week I was talking about. I, I haven't really seen anyone really assert themselves and, and really like give City trouble with their own style. 
and yeah. that's that's what Arsenal did. Like, Sinner. yeah, of course, of Doesn't, course, they didn't yeah. like um, dominate. I don't, I don't know if you can dominate City just just based on their quality, but they had a good. Game they, plan. they really, really played well against City. I was, I was shocked. I was like, damn. That first half was really scintillating for them. I think with the players they have. Um, playing somewhat defensive, but really they, their buildup is very good. Accurate passing and then countering. Saka, Emil Smith Rowe, Martinelli, who I mean, oh my what God, a player! Dude. I think he, he's, in my opinion, Arsenal's best player, he's and and there. that's including Smith Rowe, Saka, Ben White, and Lacazette. Tomoyasu. Oh, Tomoyasu's been one of the. He's so fucking there. good, but I think Martinelli, like, takes the cake. Yeah, I think he's so fucking good, dude. I'm such a big fan of that kid. Right and now. I like this players. He's good. Um, he's he's definitely good. I'll take Arsenal, man. Just off that alone, T- Tottenham just they look like they're too wasteful, not 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 creative enough. Um, I just don't know if I if I could back them. I mean, I could see them getting a draw maybe, but yeah, no, I'll take Arsenal. Like, though. trust me, I want, I want Arsenal to win. But I, I just think, feel like it's one of those. I just games. I think it's gonna be one of those games where our um where Spurs are able to, to just uh, eke that one out, and it's it's gonna be like a. Skid mark on Arsenal's uh, record, but you know that's uh that's football. That's football sometimes, eh? And um, what else? Ah, that wraps it up for Prem. There's matches on Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh no, kidding! Ah, uh, well. Burnley versus Watford. I'll take Watford. Yeah, um, you're you're never gonna catch me. One nil. Burnley, yeah. Uh, two two nil. Yeah. Fuck Burnley. Something something like that. There Brighton hosting Chelsea? I'll take Chelsea. One day. <sighs> yeah, same, same. Lukaku. Yeah. And then uh Leicester hosting Tottenham. Fuck, that's a good match. That's a good one too. Uh I'll take fuck it. I'll take Spurs again. <laughs> I'll take a draw. I'll take a one one draw. One one draw. Fair enough. And then Brentford hosting Manchester United. Uh, I'll give that one to United. I'll give it to United as well. I'll two say, one. Yeah, two one, three one. All right, man. Um, that wraps it up for Premier League. Um, um anything else we got to talk about? Not I really. Mean, I mean, Champions League is still a ways out. There, it's about a month and a, about a month away. And uh, I mean, in La Liga, Real Madrid they lost one to Getafe. But you know they they regained form uh, this week against Valencia. Oh uh, yeah, they right. they lost to Hitafe one nil, and uh, Sevilla won. So so it narrowed the gap to five points, I believe. And then they played against Valencia this weekend, and they won four <laughs> one. Uh, there was some kind of controversy about like a penalty given to uh, Real Madrid against Casemiro. It was iffy. I'm not I'm not gonna. But it wouldn't so have made a difference. So. I, it, it doesn't, and there was in halftime. It did make the difference because they were they were up one nil, and um, and Valencia's uh, social media team on Twitter uh, was like talking, like was like saying there's some shady shit. Yeah. Like he's like, mm, you know, I, I don't know, Madrid, uh, Madrid is a uh, you know so, something crazy. And then Pique responds to that. He says, you know, don't, don't talk too loud because then there's. Then you're gonna There's get fined. Yeah, and it, it's I think that's fucking hilarious. Uh, One on Valencia's side, because uh, last season in the in the first match at home, 
They got three pens. They got three, and if you want to if you want to be technical, they got four because of a retake. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Against Madrid, and for anybody to say that Madrid gets favorable calls, um, do we forget that Madrid only got two penalty calls all season last year? Yeah. Do we forget that? I think it's fucking hilarious, especially when they got three in one game against Madrid, and then PK gets away with a yellow card. Uh, Pika's just there for the shit house. Yeah, yeah, he's he, he's, he's always he's talking. he's always gonna say some hypocritical bullshit. Uh, but anyway, you know it it made me laugh, and I'm like, man, fuck you guys. Look at look at Mendy right here. Look, pink. Oh yeah, good ball. Keeper. Oh yeah. Oh, and then hello. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, Madrid is at a I think a eight point gap right now. Uh, I know Sevilla have a game in hand, but you know things are looking good so far and. Hey man, uh, the two guys, two mics, two pints podcast teams are. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, should be yeah. called the Mind the Gap podcast. At this point, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've never felt this at ease. I mean, I guess that one year too, but like this time, like now that we've been there, like I know what it feels like. I say, like, yeah, it's, it feels like a cakewalk right now. But we'll see. There's a lot of season left, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so. I think that pretty much wraps it up, man. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing really on that I can mention. I mean, we did touch on AFCON a bit, but I mean, oh, man, it's I in think... its infancy. I think we'll get more into it once the final teams are are through in the you know elimination rounds. You know, your Algerias, your Ivory Coast, Cameroon, Senegal. But right yeah. now, it's still very... I mean, you know, we, we don't really want to get into the games with Equatorial Guinea against fucking... Or fucking, you know. There has been some like fuckery though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like the game with Tunisia against Mali. Right, right. The ref tried to call it off at 85th minute. You're trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, like saying, "Well, there, there's." I guess someone said that there was a water break because it's really hot. And yeah, there's a few of them. Yeah. There, there was a water break, and he didn't really reset his watch, so he's like, you know, uh, he's eyeballing the time. Yeah. And uh, then um, he tries to end it at 85th. They keep going. And then he tries to end it at the 89th, and that's when they really end it. And uh, Mali, who's, I guess, like a dark horse. Yeah. And then, they got some uh, decent players, though. Algeria, one of the favorites, the current champions. Uh, uh, it's kind of an upset, but they drew against Sierra Leone. Yeah. And uh, Keeper had a worldie of a performance. But, you know, they're, they're talking about, you should send him to Bayern Munich to learn from Neuer. Uh, like, okay, uh, let's, uh, let's chill out, man. It's just Algeria in the grand scheme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, you know, Afcon's in- interesting in that a lot of the players from the top European clubs are are missing. Yeah, it's kind of weird the timing, but the timing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, anything else, man? No, no. I think that uh, that covers every base for now. Yeah. Perfect. All right, man. Two guys, two mics, two pints, and this was a short one. Y'all take it easy, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Yes, sir. Same time. Yes, sir.